Welcome to Geek 5 Live. of the show. Nick, I listened to last week's show of Full Court Press that I was late to. I kind of like that dig that you made at me uh, with not knowing uh, our number episode of of the show. Uh, (laughs) I just wanted you to know I caught that and I, I made sure I remembered to bring it up. But everyone, welcome to Geek Vibes Live episode. You guys know I do not keep count. Uh, We have a great show with a billion different topics, so let's not waste much time. Let's get right into our panelists. Let's start with Slick Slick Nick the Ruler himself. Nick, what's going on? Uh, Nothing much, man. Just finally home. (laughs) That is a strange nickname, but it's cool. Like, I've got many, so I'll just throw that in with the the other discarded ones. And uh, just ready to talk some uh, awesome geek culture, man. I'm excited. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's go to the silent assassin himself, Kanan. What's going on, man? I'm not supposed to say because I'm silent. <laughs> yeah, but you ruined it by saying. But okay. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Kanan. Uh, well, if I don't Dan, say anything, I, then you'll be like, "Oh, what happened? Where did he go? Did he drop?" No, that was part of the joke. Me introducing you as silent uh, assassin was your cue not to say. Anyway. Shannon, I'm sorry. I still haven't found a great nickname for you. I, I can't find one, but I, I promise I'm working. It's shenanigans. I'm telling you. Oh, perfect. Okay, by, by the 6,000th episode, I'll have one. By no, episode 6,000. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. I think we're around 5,000, so it shouldn't be that much longer. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Bearded Wonder himself, Dane. What's going on, Dane? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, we're going to be playing a game, or at least you can uh, get really drunk off it. We're about to talk about DC. I want you guys to take a shot of your favorite liquor every time I say fuck. Uh, to <laughs> talking. So you should be pretty we're wasted by the end of that conversation. Actually, take two shots if, uh, if when you listen to Kane and he has a pause in between each thing he's saying. <laughs> That's how you know that we're angry. So uh, hope that you guys have a fun time getting completely wasted and just try to listen afterwards. Yes, and also drink responsibly. Uh, I feel like we needed to put that in there. Uh, But I am your host, the only person here to have met Charlie Cox. Let's get into today's show, guys. Uh, Let's start off with DCEU Shake-Up. There's been so many. Kanan, I hear you breathing deeply already. There's been so many Shake-Ups with DC. uh, Just, I'd say, in this week alone, let alone the past, I don't know, four or five years now. Um, but one of the latest things we are hearing is Ben Affleck is reportedly going to be out after Flashpoint. Uh, he will be in Flashpoint. They will use that to give him his exit, and then Matt Reeves will issue will usher in, I'm sorry, a new Batman. Uh, Dane, I will start off with you. Uh, what are your thoughts on the report of Ben possibly being out after Flashpoint? And you know what, for the heck of it, Give me your uh, your top pick to replace him. 
Well, let, let, let's get started with uh, with that. Um, then, you know, you came in out of nowhere, like every other fucking casting choice from D.C., and you did something. You know, you made me go, wow, that's pretty badass Batman. I know you've had a lot of hard, hard times uh, throughout the duration of this whole entire thing, and God knows Warner Brothers has not made it easy on you, but... I am so fucking sick of this shit. I am done. If you don't want to be Batman anymore, bon voyage. Go back to your, your castle, uh, jump in your money pit like, like uh, you know, Scrooge McFucking Duck and just be done with it. I'm so over, you know, trying to figure out. Ben Affleck wants to come around, and I'm sure that we don't know every detail and we don't know everything, but I'm just sick of it. You know, obviously, you know, if you're going to be Batman – within the DC extended universe, they're probably going to watch you around for a couple movies. And I get there is some bullshit between the studio and Ben and him getting a little bit screwed over by them a lot, actually, because Warner Brothers fucking sucks at this point. Um, but, you know, when it all comes down to it, I want someone that wants to be there. I want someone that wants to be what Robert Downey Jr. is, the MCU, what Hugh Jackman is, the X-Men movies. I want someone that's going to be there for a while and, and knows that. And uh, watching all of them on this this last press co- conference, and everyone else is having fun. They were all at the convention that you guys were at, except for Ben Affleck. He looks so fucking mopey, and I'm sick of it. There could be emo songs written about his fucking attitude with all this whole entire thing. I'm, I'm just over it. If you don't want to be a part of it, Ben, that's fine. Go off into the mist or whatever the fuck, and um, get someone else in that wants to possibly be a part of it. Apparently, John Hamm does. He's got a, uh, he's my number one choice. He's been my number one choice even before when, before Ben Affleck was cast uh, for the role. Uh, it was him and Fassbender, but I, I really think that John Hamm would be a great Batman. And apparently he's been courting Matt Reeves for the role. Um, and I don't know who to believe when it comes to that rumor, because apparently Matt Reeves had him try out for the role along with Jake Gyllenhaal. And then I'm hearing reports that they're actually asking Matt Reeves for the role. So whatever it be, I think John Hamill would be good, but hey, Ben, you know, keep it, keep it coming, dude. Looking forward to the next movie you're going to direct. Just get the fuck off the cowl. Wow. That was, uh, that was definitely, uh, as we say on Full Court Press, a hot take. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, honestly, it's, uh, it's one of those things where it's annoying. But I will say this, uh, getting a chance to see the, the cast of the Justice League <clears throat> Uh, at the convention, I will say, um, I think uh, whatever the reconstructing of the universe is going to be, they should uh, make Henry Cavill the Robert Downey Jr. of this universe. I mean, technically, you started your universe with the guy and then pretended he did not exist over the course of the last two movies. So let's let's maybe bring him back into the uh, into the front, uh, you know, the front of everything, and just let him be the face of uh, of DC Films or DCEU, whatever the hell they're going to call it. Uh, Henry Cavill, to me, is, is, you know, regardless of Ben Stays or if they recast him, I think Henry Cavill should be the face of that universe uh, going forward. Uh, same question to you, Nick. Um, what are your thoughts about Ben being out after Flashpoint, and who is your number one pick to replace him? I kind of agree with Dane. I feel like at this point, it's just like it's like an autopsy, and you just you don't you don't want to see the dead body, but you got to for closure's sake. And so, like, yeah, I mean, I guess like let's just get closure on the situation. Like, 
we're, we've all been tired of hearing about it for, for so long. Um, I mean, God, it's been reported for like, it seems like at least a year um, in some, in some respects or another. Um, yeah. I mean, let's just, let's just move on. Uh, get somebody in there who like wants to be there. If, even when you see the, the like the press junkets and stuff, Ben seems like the one guy who's trying to put on the facade that he wants to be there. And he doesn't even do that particularly well. Everybody else seems like really happy to be there. I mean, like if you look at like like Gold Gadot and Jason Momoa compared to Ben Affleck, it's it's night and day. So yeah, let's just get somebody different. Uh, I, I think you know. I know Dane said it a bunch of times. I've said it a lot of times. You've said it plenty of times, Juwan. The character is bigger than the actor. That's just what it boils down to. Batman is bigger than any one actor. So let's just get somebody in to replace him and move on from there. And honestly, I mean, I know that, like, I'm excited for the Flashpoint movie, but I I almost kind of feel like um, I wonder if they're doing this because they have to replace Ben Affleck or if they just want to do it. Like, that's my biggest concern. Like, I hope they're not making a movie to try and explain why Ben Affleck's not Batman anymore. Uh, or try to explain why there's a different actor. Like, I will always give props to Iron Man 2. When Don Cheadle walks in, and obviously he took over as Rhodey uh, for Terrence Howard, he walks in, and I think the first line he says is something to the effect of, yeah, it's me, get over it. Like, and it was perfect. It was like a little bit of a meta joke, like, because of the, the story of, you know, what had happened and everything else. Uh like that's how you should handle that situation. Just, just, just do it and move on. It doesn't need to be a big deal. Now I know that you know Batman's a much bigger character than than War Machine, but nevertheless, it's still it's it's the same in principle. Um, and as far as who should take over, I'm right there with Dane. My choice from the beginning was John Hamm. Not to mention, I think John Hamm has so many favorable resemblances to Ben Affleck. Um, he's like the less pretty boy version of Ben Affleck. Um, and I don't mean that as a slight against Ben, um, but Ben's just, he's, he's got a little, little better, a uh, little more prettiness in the face than John Hamm. John Hamm's a little more like, you know, your, your rugged tough guy type. Um, so yeah, put John Hamm in there. I would be a hundred percent with that, but whoever they get, just put somebody in there who wants to be there. Who's going to want to be there for the next 10 years. Um, because that's, that's what really counts in the long run. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you and Dane. And the craziest thing is, uh, I was telling, I was telling uh, one of my friends this yesterday. Craziest thing is, Ben didn't want the role uh, initially anyway. So <laughs> it's like he's come full circle to the idea of this isn't what he wanted to do. Uh, Zach had to pretty much, you know, uh, I, I won't say beg because it, it was nothing like that, but convince him uh, to take the role. Um, but he originally said he, d- he didn't want to do superhero movies anymore. He said that after Daredevil. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it's it's kind of crazy to see it come full circle. But when you guys were saying uh, – can't believe I just forgot his name. Oh, John Hamm. Um, what's crazy about that is at Walker Stalker Con or whatever that, that thing is pretty much for Walking Dead, uh, someone had asked Jeffrey Dean Morgan, would you ever do theater? And he said maybe – but there's a role in the DC universe I've got my eyes on. Uh, so that'll be really interesting to see uh, what, he me- what he means by that. Uh, and if that's just him, uh, you know, uh, toying with us about the idea of him being 
um, Batman and, and, and Flashpoint. Uh, so that, that'll be really fun to see uh, what, what comes of that. But, Shannon, I, I give you the same question. What are your thoughts on Finn being out after Flashpoint, and who would you like to see replace him? I think if he wants to be out, well, you're out, you know. Um, whereas before, I was always okay with the idea of those characters such as Batman and the Joker. I kind of like the idea that they have different actors for them. And you could represent them in different ways. However, given the what seems like the very unstable ground that the DC universe is already standing on, I think it would be a very needed idea or a needed concept to have at least iconic characters and the actors who portray them to be stable. Because um, otherwise it just, I don't have confidence in the DC movie universe period, really with all the changes and everything that's going on, I would say get an actor in there that not only just wants to do it, but has some longevity to get some traction for the DC universe period, not just the Batman character itself. And as far as anyone I would pick to play him, I mean, I've thought about it, but honestly, at this point, um, just someone who's going to do a damn good job and stay there just because I think it's very much needed. Um, I think I don't have a particular actor in mind, but I have particular expectations I'd like to see a better um, combination of Bruce, Wayne, and Batman. I think we've had actors that are really good at one or the other. And the fact that Batman believes he is Batman and his mask is Bruce Wayne, you know, and I want that concept to come to life because that's very much true. Um, You know, so I think just uh, any actor that you can find tons of guys that look like they would be a good Batman but you got to stay Batman and you got to also remember he's still Bruce Wayne and that duplicitous character is very much a fiber of his being and needs to be represented, represented well, um, you know, so it's very much a, a character who is against himself and within himself and beside himself. You know, it's not just him versus a city or him versus a villain or, or him versus an idea of what he's supposed to be. It's always, to me, been Batman against himself, first and foremost. So I guess it would be kind of, um, it would make sense to bring that to the character, because it seems like the character itself is struggling with its own identity at this point. So if we could get something to stay put and something concrete, just flush that out and give the DC universe something stable, really. And Batman is the longest, one of the longest running movies of success for it. So, I mean, that would be a perfect place to start. Yeah, no, I I definitely see where you're coming from. Excuse me. Uh, The problem a lot of people have on our page is uh, when, when Dane was, uh, <clears throat> talking about who he'd like to uh, replace uh, Hugh Jackman. The problem a lot of people have is they just go straight purely for for looks. You can't always just purely go off of looks. A lot more has to go into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you're redoing the X-Men and you're looking for the X-Men to stick around for maybe 10 years, you don't necessarily want to go out and cast a guy who's, like, 50 just because he looks like, you know what I'm saying? So I I definitely understand what you're saying. A lot more goes into it 
than just, oh, you know, he kind of looks like the guy. Well, yeah, but can he act? Can he can he do this? Is he willing to stay? Uh, is he is he young enough that he can do like ten movies maybe if they need him to? So I definitely see where you're coming from uh, in that. Uh, Kanan, I give you the same question. Uh, what are your thoughts on Ben being out after Flashpoint, and who would you like to see replace him? Well, I, I mean, to be honest with you, I really didn't think it would come to this. I thought that, you know, the Ben being out stuff was just uh, going to be a terrible rumor. But, um, you know, after Comic-Con, he was so adamant that he was staying, wanted to work for Matt Reeves, and then the stuff came out. And then during the Justice League press, you know, he started talking about uh, finding the exit strategy. So, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I'm glad to see that he'll come back for at least, you know, one more movie in Flashpoint. Um, I think, you know, to give him a proper send-off for his Batman, um, you know, is a great way to go. I wish that he were in it for the long haul. Uh, but, I mean, the man's definitely been dealing with some, um, you know, personal issues. And I think that the role just was a little bit too overwhelming, uh, especially at this um, at his age. I think if he were younger, he probably would have handled it a lot better. Uh, so I don't. I, I'm glad that he's Batman. To me, I think he's uh, one of the best Batman um, ever. Um, but as far as like who I would pick, um, I, I really I really love John Hamm, but I think he's. I think his age is too old, and I really honestly don't think you need Flashpoint to send back, uh, to send Bruce off. I think if you're going to do that, then it would bring someone else in because really you could plug John Hamm in and kind of just do like what they did with uh, Rhodey and Iron Man uh, because uh, Ben's 45, John Hamm's 46, or maybe it's 46, 47. So they're the same age. Uh, you really don't need to justify the way they look. They could just plug John Hamm in and go from there. I really think Reeves is going to want someone a little bit younger, um, you know, for his Batman. Um, I think, you know, I really love that rendition that they put out of Gyllenhaal in the in the cow, but I don't know if he would be committed either. So, really, honestly, I don't have anybody in mind because I love Ben Affleck so much. I really don't want to see him leave, uh, and we've we've been through this. Like we saw Christian Bale leave, and now. Ben Affleck's leaving, so I'm just kind of like, ugh, I just, maybe we need to take a break from uh, casting Batman and just focus on the other properties for now, Nightwing, Shazam, uh, Wonder well, Woman, you know, stuff like that. I will say this. If, if, if your mindset is you want them to do uh, kind of like a swap how they did uh, Rhodey, even though the only, only reason they were able to successfully do that swap is because no one really cared that much about Rhodey. Now, Stark, you know, if they changed actors on Tony Stark, that would have had to have had way more explanation to it uh, as far as obviously not in the movie, but uh, to us, like let us know what was, you know, what was going on behind that. But I would say this, um, I don't think John Hamm's age is a problem. Um, if, if you're saying Ben is 45 and Ham is 46 or 47, that doesn't seem like a problem to me. That actually works because what you can do is, before a Batman solo comes out, like, let's say Matt Reeves is okay going with John Hamm. Like, John Hamm wants to do it. He has no problem with the idea of doing, uh, you know, of being Batman for 36 years. He's fine with it. Um, what you could do is uh, you could have Nightwing in the middle of uh, the slate of movies that they have and whenever the Batman film is going to come out. Have a scene where Nightwing 
is talking to Alfred, and Alfred says, <clears throat> you know, Master, uh, Master Bruce left after the events of, of Justice League uh, to kind of find himself again. And then when the Batman comes back, he returns back to Gotham, um, and you don't really have to explain anything. Well, you'll, uh, you'll have already explained to us that you switched between Ben to John Hamm. Uh, but as far as moviegoers, they would they would get that same information, and that's a smooth transition that you don't really have to harp too much on in the actual Batman solo. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the idea of him wanting to go younger, I just hate the idea of that because I, I, I don't know. If you make him way younger in that, uh, are you going to have him still stay young when he's in Justice League too? There's just too many things that are just way too confusing. John Hamm, perfect solution to way too many issues that they're having with the idea of uh, Batman going forward. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. Well, one thing I wanted to say uh, about the we, – we have to realize that – and I mean all of us have read the reports, but w- there's been no confirmation from Matt Reeves or anyone that he's going younger. Uh, this has been a rumor going back since Army Hammer was thrown around. As the per- I think before Matt Reeves was even involved in the project that they were going to go younger in those movies. Or maybe as soon as he came around as a director, that's when those rumors started. But – I mean, even with, with, with Jake Gyllenhaal. So apparently there's been reports, like I said, that Jake Gyllenhaal and John Hamm have been, you know, going after Matt Reeves and, like, you know, trying to get them for the roles. Then there's also been reports, like I said, that these guys have tried out uh, for Matt Reeves for the role. But even Jake Gyllenhaal, I believe he's 37, 38. So, yeah, he, he looks a lot younger. But I've always kind of been hesitant about having a younger Batman. You should, you should have started younger, if anything. Um, I like that John Hamm's right next to Ben's age. and it, 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 If they go younger, I feel like they're going to have less to do with the overall DC extended universe going forward. Uh, like that's something that's on the back burner, you know, while these solo movies come out, if he's like, you know, much younger. Cause I don't know how you go about that. And honestly, I wouldn't even give uh, Ben flashpoint. I like, I don't really care if he has a unique way of getting out. Like if he wants out, just get him out of the freaking movie series. Sorry. I just, I just had a yeah, no, about that one more that's, time. No, that, yeah. And, and that's a, no, and that's a great point. <clears throat> Dane. That's what I was getting at. Like, if you want to go with John Hamm, that's fine. That's what I'm saying is you do not need Flashpoint to exit Ben. You can just have John Hamm plug in um, at a later date, like Juwan uh, uh, was saying, because they're similar age and they're older Batman. If you're wanting to go younger and you're wanting to get someone, you know, different uh, that's, you know, of a younger age or in the mid thirties or whatever, then yeah, do flashpoint to go in and change everything. But if you just want John Hamm to come in, you can, like I said, you, and what uh, Juwan was saying, you could just have Nightwing come in and then get people used to John Hamm taking over. And that way when they see him, they're not like, Oh, how come John Hamm's Batman? But that's what I'm saying. Like, I agree with Dane. Like if you're going to go that route, you don't even need Ben in flashpoint. What's the sense of even having him? If you're just going to plug John Hamm in, we don't need to see Ben, like what's going to happen is like he's going to go through some tra- uh, drastic face uh, transformation and John Hamm's face pops up. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't really make any sense. Uh, Ben's well, send-off can be Justice League, and then you have, you know, uh, uh, Ben Affleck's character or Bruce Wayne feel like that Wonder Woman and Superman can handle it, that he doesn't need to be a Batman anymore. Nightwing comes in, and then boom, that's when John Hamm comes back as Batman out of retirement. Um, and then goes from there. So, 
Yeah, well, the the biggest issue is you're confusing your audience who isn't a comic book reader. So if you're telling your audience they'll see Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Batman, Ben Affleck as Batman, and then a few years from now, John Hamm is Batman. The, the, you know, they're just like, why? It's way too confusing. Even for me that knows what's going on, it's way too confusing. Don't have Ben in Flashpoint. Just put Jeffrey Dean Morgan in there. Explain it's his dad from a whole other uh, reality of, of, of Flashpoint or whatever. And then introduce John Hamm later. Honestly, I just really wish we could stop talking about Batman and so Ben's out and he's replaced. Uh, what? But let's move on. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, There's so many other properties. Yeah, I agree. Let's move on. We got from uh, Brazil Comic Con. Uh, DC released a full slate of their upcoming films. Uh, so we have Aquaman uh, that's officially coming out next year. After that is Flashpoint, Justice League Dark, Wonder Woman 2, Suicide Squad 2, Batgirl, Shazam, Green Lantern Corps, and The Batman. So before I pass it to you, uh, Nick, I want to say this. DC. This was perfect. This was genius. Keep it that. Keep it just those movies. Do not mention any other movies. Do not hint at any other movies. Keep it at that. Let's at least get five out of this list completely done, uh, production started, and everything like that before you even breathe any other possible films or characters. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on that list of uh, DCU's uh, upcoming slate? I mean, it's pretty good. You know, I, I I think I was kind of alluding to it, and, and Kanan kind of elaborated on it. Like, I don't I don't necessarily want Flashpoint. Like, I don't not want Flashpoint. Um, I just feel like it, it's it's kind of early for it. I've gone back and forth on it. I'm not like not against it per se. Um, I understand why they're doing it, but I feel like it's <clears throat> a lot of it just has to do with the fact that they're trying to course correct and so they're trying to use it as a way to course correct to get that um but you know i i kind of feel like just find somebody to replace ben affleck and just move forward um and i did also want to throw out i know that uh roadie is a small pretty small character but i mean you can also take example from the hulk um granted still not anywhere close to batman level character um, Iron Man would definitely be the more equivalent of that, but I mean, obviously they replace Ed Norton after one movie. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a, again, another example of how they did it and they just didn't even mention anything. It was just, here's your new, here's your new Bruce Banner. Um, but regardless, uh, as far as the, the slate of movies besides that, um, I, I think it's good. I mean, it's a good mix of movies. Uh, I'm, I'm probably, most excited to see what they do with Suicide Squad 2 um, because I felt like that first movie had so much potential and it just squandered it. Um, But I think there's still a lot of potential there because I think Will Smith's Deadshot is really good. I think um, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is really good. Um, I think you could fill in a few more characters. Not a huge fan of Joel Kinnaman. Um, in that particular role, like I like Joel Kinnaman, just not not necessarily as Rick Flag, um, but you know, I mean, he's he's probably going to continue to take more of the backseat as things go on. Um, obviously, they originally wanted Tom Hardy for that role and had to um, completely kind of shift things around um, uh, once they weren't able to get him, and that character became even smaller in that movie, and probably will 
continue to be even a little smaller going forward. Um, but yeah, I'm really interested to see how they how they work that out. Um, that girl, obviously, um, I think is is could be great. And Wonder Woman too. I mean, the first one I still say is the best um, film in their universe so far. So it'll be really interesting. I like what little I've heard about the plot that it's like a kind of a Cold War story, um, which I I don't know exactly how they're going to make that work because of the fact that she has. Um, kind of been away uh, from humanity. They're, they've made a huge point about that. Um, and obviously the Cold War was in the 70s and 80s. Um, so I'm not I'm not exactly sure how they're going to do that. But um, I love the, the just the, the basic idea of it, though, um, like a, a Cold War piece starring Wonder Woman. That in and of itself I think sounds really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's several. I mean, I'm, honestly, I'm looking forward to all of them. Um, some more than others, and some uh, not maybe not looking forward to in the same respects as others. Uh, but I, I do also agree with you, Juwan. Like, hopefully, this means they have their slate of movies that they're going to come up, come out with, and uh, you know we can just get those movies, and we don't have to have a constant reshuffling of the deck. Um, I will say one more thing. Probably my biggest reason of not wanting Flashpoint, which I've gone, like I said, I've gone back and forth on. Probably my biggest reason is uh, before Justice League and, like, maybe even before Suicide Squad, maybe shortly after, um, there was kind of a rumor that uh, for a short period of time anyway that The Flash was going to be like a buddy movie between he and Cyborg, and I thought his relationship with Cyborg was one of the standout moments of Justice League, and I would just like to see that relationship like continue to be explored. And so the fact that they're going to do Flashpoint, it, it just kind of means like we don't get like that, that buddy cop kind of film. So I guess Green Lantern Corps is probably going to kind of take that place of that kind of feel of a film. Um, but I, I just I love Ezra Miller. I love... Um, uh, what the, the guy's name who, who plays Cyborg? It's escaping me right now. Um, Great but I love. I, thank you. Um, I love the way that their characters interacted, and I thought it set up really great for those characters going forward. So I hope at some point they go back to that because I'd really like to see that relationship continue to be explored. Yeah, no, we could definitely still see that in Cyborg's movie. I'm sure uh, if they nix the plans for Cyborg to be in Flash's movie, we could still see Flash in Cyborg's movie. Um, same question to uh, to you, Shannon. What are your thoughts on the uh, the new slate? Well, not new, but the confirmed official slate of DC films. Um, I think, yeah, they need to get you know some core movies going, get them figured out. Um, like you said, and <clears throat> knock them out and stick to it. I think Wonder Woman, you know, really impressed a lot of people. It got a lot of good reviews. So naturally they got to nail that one and get it solidified. Um, Suicide Squad, you know, Nick, like you said, had a lot of potential. I really enjoyed it. I liked the different characters and what, you know, they played around with them. I absolutely adore Margot uh, Robbie as Harley Quinn. I think she just stole the screen and, you know, she's like right under Scarlett Johansson for me. And if you know me, you know, that's kind of a big deal. Um, so I thought that was just amazing, but yeah, they, they, they definitely need to just, just pick your movies, get, get the, the stories, get the timelines, get 
uh, everything figured out, get it done, um, and just start making ground, um, really. Start having successes. I think, really, they need to have, needed to have done all of this before they even talked about a flashpoint. I still hate the idea of that. I think it's very rushed. I think it feels more like an escape plan and a plan B. It doesn't feel like a plan A success story. It's more reactionary to me, and I hate it when things – especially things I love go from being a proactive mindset to a reactive mindset. And I just can't shake the feeling that that's what that feels like to me with the introduction of flashpoint. Um, I still think you're untelling tons of stories that haven't ever really been told and hasn't had ideas and times to figure it all out. Um, you know, I can see him doing it with the X-Men and anything in the Avengers cause they've had so much times and years between their stories. Like they're fine. But DC doesn't have that luxury, and they really need to get going with that. Otherwise, they're really just, in my opinion, cutting off their own legs to stand on. Um, And at the end of the day, we can't just have good Wonder Woman movies. You know, for the longest time, all I ever had was good Batman movies. Um, I don't want it to turn into just good Wonder Woman movies and okay Suicide Squad. So, uh, you know, I really hope that they they buckle down, they focus, they get some core stuff out there, they are dedicated to it, they get the whole line of movies done, and just they actually create a universe. It's not a DC universe right now. It's a DC-ish thing. It's not, it doesn't feel university to me, you know? So I, I really hope that they can um, touch base on that and actually create a damn universe before they decide to blow it up and start over, really. Amen. Yeah, yep. I think we're I think we're all on agreement that we uh we don't really want Flashpoint, uh especially not this early. Um that's more of like his second film or maybe even like his his third and final film or even like maybe an event film, but definitely should be his introduction uh to his solo films. But we have Joel on the line. Uh Joel, what's going on? What's up, guys? What's right, up, Joel? So I'll pass the, the question to you, buddy. <laughs> Why didn't <laughs> hear the question? <laughs> well, I first wanted to get that out. Dane, did you want to say it again to make sure it was clear? Because uh, we were all kind of talking a little bit. How you can you Joel? Perfect. Uh, <laughs> all right, Joel. So the question I'll send to you is, um, DC uh, at the Brazil Comic Con released its full slate, uh, its official slate of DC films. If you need me to read the list, I can for you. Uh, I know what are your thoughts? Oh, okay, perfect. What are your thoughts on the confirmed uh, slate? Uh, it's really not that different from the Comic Con slate from like San Diego. So it's more like, okay, I'm not over. I'm not overreacting. It's nothing really new. Uh, it's a lot of the same stuff we already know. I just want to see it happen at this point. Like, I'm in no rush to – I just want something to, to be done. Like, right now we got Aquaman coming up and Shazam and then uh, Wonder Woman 2. At least we know those for sure are, are on the way. Uh, the other ones are in name only, uh, but we've heard uh, some progress on Suicide Squad, and and uh, that's really it, Suicide Squad. And the other ones were like, oh, hopefully, and we're hearing a lot about Flashpoint, but we have no other confirmations on it. But – yeah, I just want to see it happen. I have no real feelings towards it because considering how rocky it's been 
and we don't know I know we how how reactionary they've been in the whole restructuring of the DC films universe and all that extra bullshit. So I'm just uh, it's more of a wait and see type of thing. I have no real excitement nor uh, just taste for it. I just kind of hearsay. It's just how I feel. I'm neutral about it, really. Yeah. Can no, I just say I, real I, quick? Go ahead, Nick. Yes. Just, just real quick. I love the fact that like you're like I can give you the uh, the the movie list. The list of films, if you want it, and Joe, I was like, "Fuck you, dude! I know shit." Like, <laughs> I got that shit. I got that shit on deck. Yeah, Joel, Joel did come uh, come pretty hard for me on that. I'm sorry, won't offer that again. Uh, anyway, no, um, no, but to what you said, Joel, outside of uh, not saying that, well, I won't say that we can't add merit to it, but. Who knows what they mean by it, but Ezra did say uh, they were going to be working on, on Flashpoint soon. Henry did say uh, at Ace Comic-Con that they're working on Man of Steel 2, but funny right. thing is, Man of Steel 2 is not even on this goddamn list. So right. who knows what to think of what any of them are saying about anything. Uh, neither is Cyborg, so who knows? Right. <laughs> Ray right. Fisher seemed really excited about his solo film, so did Henry Cavill. Neither one of those solo films are on this list, so... Who knows what right. to make of any of this, but you're right with your initial statements. This is kind of identical. I think maybe even exactly what we got at uh, Comic-Con. But to, see it, to see it again means that there's a form of consistency, which we did not have. So that's good. That, that's something that we right. had on. Uh, I'll, take that. <laughs> uh, I'll kick it to you, Dane. What are your thoughts on the slate of movies? Oh, my God. All right. Um, let me start off with this bullshit. First of all, I just want to get on the table everything. I want to give a big fuck you to Kevin Tsuchiharo and also a big fuck you to uh, Toby Emmerich. You guys suck. Uh, screw you as being in charge of a movie company. Uh, they had this whole entire piece in Variety about, like, what they're going to be doing in the shakeups and stuff like that. And John Berg is now going to be off production. He's going to be working on his own production company with Roy Lee. And they have John's uh, John is now going to be somewhat involved and he might have an evolution to his role going forward, but it's more advisory in nature, but he's still going to be the DC entertainment chief executive officer. And then not only that, but we get to be happy with the fact that now they're putting the movie studio directly in the Warner brothers wing, Like before it was by itself. It was still not its own studio, but at least it was by itself. Now it's directly underneath them because Tom Warner's pissed off at Warner brothers and all the execs I'm, I'm assuming are going to be hung off the Hollywood sign. I have no idea. This fucking list is a joke. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be a positive DC fan. Do we have all these, the possibility they're going to be made at all? How many lists have we seen? Like, I'm really happy that we condensed from 35 down to fucking nine. But give me a goddamn break. There's probably about five of these movies that make sense to have a sequel for, or, or a movie for. Aquaman, Wonder Woman 2, Suicide Squad 2, Shazam, and the Batman. You've already got pretty much the working motions on all those movies. The rest, Justice League Dark, are you trying to confuse fucking people? Why are we doing Justice League Dark right now? What happened to Nightwing? I mean, you had Chris McKay for it. Flashpoint, get that the hell out of here. That's like doing the Death of Superman and, and the Dark Knight Returns before enough movies to garnish a reason to do... Oh, wait a minute, they did do that. Okay, that's why they're doing right. Flashpoint. And like... <laughs> Green Lantern Corpse is the only thing that's a little bit ballsy, but you have not been able to satisfy them doing some of these movies, the original ones, Suicide Squad 1. You know what I'm saying? Like, you haven't done them well enough to really go after them. I don't understand what Green Lantern Corpse. 
Are you what? Are you kidding me? Where's Man of Steel two? Where the hell is Man of Steel two? Like I I don't really care. This is just bullshit. This is the list they're giving us right now. When AT and T takes over, this list might be completely scrapped, and they only have Lobo coming out, and maybe like an Amazing Bug, Amazing Bug, or whatever the fuck his name, Amazing Man. I'm just I'm so sick of all this crap. You should be wasted by now, by the way, listeners. Uh, I'm, I'm sick of all this. I think it's ridiculous. I'm just sick of the execs. I'm sick of all of it. I want to burn it on fire. But hey, guys, don't worry. There's probably going to be a director's cut of Justice League coming out. Yeah, Dang, no, uh, I, 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 I completely agree, man. And I'd even go as far as to say I told you guys this uh, a few months ago that I was hearing that they, they weren't going to be doing Gotham City Sirens. And then um, I believe Umberto came out saying that it was still something they were going to do. There's a reason why that's not on this list either, which that would make more sense than most of the other stuff that's on this list. So, I mean, like I said, it's just good that the list that they gave us is identical to the other one that they gave us, so we can at least hang the hat on the, the fact of consistency. But I agree with you, Dan. It does not mean that the list necessarily makes sense. Uh, I completely agree. Um, Black Adam's not even on this list. So, like I said, there's a whole lot of stuff that you got The Rock saying, yeah, you know, I'm be kicking the Avengers' ass and, and Black Adam, but it's like, all right, well, why isn't your movie on here? Like, you, you out of everybody have been attached to your character for God knows how long. Why, why aren't you getting your... The Rock will be a DC hero in 2030. Yeah, why aren't we getting a Black Adam movie before we get a Justice League Dark? Like, there's just so many things that just kind of don't make sense. But like I said, I'll at least hang my hat on the consistency of uh, the fact that they have not changed in that uh, in that much time between the last Comic Con and, and this one. Uh, Kanan, uh, I was gonna ask you what are your thoughts on the list, but you being a DC enthusiast, I'd much rather ask you what is your response to what Dane said. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Kevin. No, Dane, <laughs> Dane is Dane. Dane is right. I agree. I do not think that. Mm, I, I think there's only like two movies on or three movies on that list that are a sure or a sure thing, and that's not including Aquaman because that's already in the can. But that's Wonder Woman two, Shazam, and um, Suicide Squad two. I think that uh, I don't think Justice League Dark gets made. If it does, it'll be years uh, because if Justice League can't put asses in seats. There's no way Justice League Dark is going to put asses in seats. Um, I think that Warner Brothers looked at each other and was like, hey, uh, let's put a Band-Aid on this. Let's go. We can't go to Brazil Comic-Con without something, so let's go with the exact same carbon copy list that we had from Comic-Con this year, and people will say, oh, look, you know, they're, they got their shit together. They're still making these movies. I, I honestly don't even know that Batgirl gets made. I just don't see any... Uh, any need for it right now, and I think they're going to be uh, – the thing is, yeah, and I agree with Dane too. Like if Warner Brothers – I mean if AT&T takes over, you know, maybe they – you know, we know Shazam's going to get made, but right now that movie can, can be made and not even be in the universe. If it gets put out by New Line and they – you know, it can just be a standalone film. It doesn't even have to connect to the DC Extended Universe, kind of like the Elseworld stuff that they're wanting to do with Joker. Um, I, I think – you know them not even mentioning Man of Steel two. I know Charles Roven has said a few things. It's fucking absurd because they need to take advantage of Henry Cavill. He wants to uh, 
make another movie. He's right there. He's saying, look, guys, I want to get this done. He's working on it, but they, they won't announce it. They need to go on and get that in the books. Uh, Margot Robbie said that she's working on her movie um, that's not Suicide Squad 2. That's not announced, and that has to be the Gotham City Sirens or that Joker team-up movie that they were talking about uh, her and Jared Leto doing. Uh, Nightwing, I think the reason why they haven't announced it yet is because uh, they still don't have anyone cast, and the script is still uh, really needing to be worked on. But, yeah, I think um, I think right now they're just leaning on Aquaman. I mean, I know they'll start shooting Wonder Woman 2 soon, but, you know, maybe they're just going to wait and see, you know, really where to go from this and uh, really how to, uh, how to plan. But I agree with Dane. I don't think that uh, – I don't look for Justice League Dark. I don't look for Green Lantern Corps. I don't look for Batgirl. Uh, I agree with the Flashpoint. I don't know why they're doing it. Um, you know, uh, and if they are going to do it, then what are you saying that you're giving up on the DC? You're just going to erase everything, and then and then start over. If you do that, then you might as well recast everybody uh, because it would be confusing as hell to have a different Batman, a different Superman. Uh, you know, you know, you erase Cyborg, Flash, all them. I mean, so yeah. Uh, I I mean I think Dane made a lot of sense, man. Shit's just right now at Warner Brothers is just it's just weird. You know, they threw Berg under the bus. Uh Johns don't know what the hell he's doing over there. He's wanting you know, they don't know where to put him. They're wanting to put it all under Warner Brothers. They just I don't know. It's rough times, man, for D C and Warner Brothers. I don't think anyone can <laughs> can say any different than that. Uh it's really tough to defend it when uh, they continuously give you reasons not to. Uh, it, it's a head-scratcher. It's frustrating. But, listen, we have a, a core group uh, with, with, uh, with Wonder Woman, Superman, Cyborg, Flash, and Aquaman, who not only all seem like they want to be there, they, they do not at all seem phased by all of the negativity surrounding their universe. So, listen, mm-hmm. if they can hold out hope, even though they're getting paid to do so, I hold out just a shred of hope uh, that they can get everything right. Because, honestly, I love these characters. I love these actors and actresses portraying these characters. I don't want more people to wanna, uh, I don't want to – I don't need more people wanting to leave just to get out of this, this, toxic, uh, this toxic mess. So let's hope that, uh, like Dane said, when AMC takes over, they clean house and we can get a whole new uh, universe started up. Um, But let's move on. We spent too much time on DC, uh, more than they deserve. Uh, Let's move on to something uh, a little bit more heartwarming. Uh, Disney and Fox closing in on a – let me restart that. It is being reported Disney and Fox are closing in on a huge deal where Disney will acquire Fox's movie and TV rights. Dane, I will start with you, our resident DC Fox deal guy. Um, what does this mean for the, uh, the MCU? Well, I, I think this means for the MCU that they have a great timing for this because right when their movies are about to be, you know, going on a new phase and they don't have a lot of characters because of the actors leaving to drop on. Now they have the X-Men and the Fantastic Four to start out new characters that are already known by the public and do their own version of it. So, um, I'm very excited about it. Um, I, I, I know there's a lot of apprehension with people, and it makes sense. Uh, we've talked about it, I think, on, this, uh, on the show last week about um, different people that are, uh, you know, if, if Disney has a right to say something like Deadpool, 
what does that say for Deadpool, Logan, New Mutants, and and um, what the heck's it called? Uh, X Force. Well, what I am thinking is going to happen. I have no idea. This is just my opinion. Is that they're going to figure out a way to display the those superheroes within a different sub studio within Disney, whether it be Touchstone or some other type of thing, to distribute like you know the same type of movies. And you know, with, with Deadpool, it's great because you can be really meta and have like you know Deadpool all of a sudden in one of his films go like see like a flash of Captain America and be like, wait, what? They're like, oh yeah, the helicarrier was in the first film. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? Like, he can say it maybe in his movies and address it the way that he's going to address anything for pop culture, but just keep it separate. And honestly, I definitely think, and I, this is another assumption, I don't think that we're going to see Brian Singer's, um, you know, Simon Kinberg's characters past uh, the Phoenix movies. I think that's going to be their closeout. And I think that what it's going to do is that we're going to see these characters evolve. Uh, one thing that I thought would be a really cool way of doing this is that uh, the first movies you go for are X-Men. Um, I forgot if it's called Child, Child of Adam, but basically like the, the, the core group and have it take place maybe in the 90s. Uh, back when Jean Grey, Iceman, Beast, um, the main ones, uh, Archangel and, and Cyclops were kids. Um, and you can do that, you know, I would say high school, honestly. I mean, we keep on saying with all the stuff like Stranger Things, you can take that approach and show these characters develop within a world that doesn't really know about it, and you're kind of like making the stories and the history of these characters, and then eventually have Uncanny X-Men come out. That's what I would do, at least, and have, you know, that group based off of uh, the 90s group uh, that the animated series kind of had those type of characters in, and have them a little more dealt with in their 30s and stuff like that. Just, Just play around with it. Uh, Fantastic Four is another one. I mean, there's so many characters now that since certain actors are leaving their roles and they're probably going to at least kill some of them or put them in the background and let some of these guys go in the front, including Spider-Man, they also now have the X-Men, the Fantastic Four. So it's it seems to me really cool. It seems to me that they're, that it's limitless, the potential of what they can do. And I'm not really worried about a, a, a company that has Netflix TV shows like The Punisher out that's technically connected to the same universe or Sony's going to have their Venom stuff that's kind of, you know, located in the same universe. I'm not really worried about Disney saying, no, Deadpool's bad. It's rated R. I don't know. Uh, maybe they'll put a Mickey Mouse hat on him in his next film. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll even go as far as saying me and Joel were talking about this yesterday, a way you could introduce Fox, uh, you know, uh, we'll introduce Disney buying, buying Fox is, um, in the next Spider-Man movie, uh, we know in Homecoming, Tony sold his uh, Stark Towers. They did not, for a reason, say who he sold it to. So, I mean, you could just have something really cool to where uh, Peter's watching. Uh, he's, like, working on something, and the news is in the background. And they're like, the bidding war is over. And, uh, um, you know, a Mr. Richards has taken over the, uh, you know, uh, Stark's old tower, and they're calling it the Baxter building. Like, something along those lines where it's just many. Yeah. Um, and you have this, like, whoa, that's going to be the Baxter building? I mean, now, in all reality, uh, you know, I, I think that's going to end up being Oscorp, but if they wanted to have some fun with it, why not make it the Baxter building? You now own the rights. There's nothing stopping you from expanding the universe and making that the Baxter building. You don't obviously have to have any of the characters show up in that film, but you could just have like that be something that uh, is mentioned on the news. So we're like, whoa, all right, they're starting to connect things. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I I I don't disagree with you on uh, the current cast and the X Men films now. Maybe not coming over. I will say, I always found it was interesting. Uh, Olivia Munn. I, I I don't know if this was disproven or not, but she did mention that the Phoenix Saga was supposed to be a two parter. Um, so if not anymore, uh, Marvel. Well, I was just about to say, if Disney buys if Disney buys Fox, is that completely scrapped? Or uh, or you know, who knows? Maybe Kevin Feige might like the idea of keeping them. Who knows? Uh, but Nick, if, well, here's the thing, uh, Jawan. If they can make those movies, yeah. if, if, if say that they, you know, say, all right, we're going to integrate the X-Men characters post-Avengers 4, then Simon Kinsberg and Fox, or at least they have enough time to wrap those two movies up, if that's the case. Uh, they have some other contract. And I'm sure that Disney would let them do that, because that's a good way to exit them to enter in, you know, whatever. Um I would love for Sophie Turner to play Jean Grey past these Phoenix movies and a lot of those guys, Ty Sheridan, but I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you, but I, I really enjoy most of that cast, so I'm holding out any possible hope that they could poss- uh, that they could somehow find a way to bring them back, uh, even if it's playing different characters in the, in the MCU. Especially uh, Hugh Jackman and uh, Michael Fassbender, those two guys in specific, you know, I'm just saying. Well, Michael Fassbender, well, Michael Fassbender, if they don't, um, obviously, if they don't bring him over as Magneto, that should be, you know, that should be, the, he should be the front runner for um, Doctor Doom. But, Nick, um, with Disney ah. possibly closing on this huge deal, I was hearing maybe even as early as the 13th, um, what are your thoughts, uh, what, what do you think that means for the MCU and uh you know, did you have anything to add to uh, anything further to add to what Dane was saying? Well, I mean, I thought Dane uh, probably made what's the quintessential point already in that uh, it's great timing for for Disney because uh, you've gone through these list of trilogies that you wanted to complete. There's a possibility of some of these actors that have been there for a while either taking a step back or being killed off, or you know, any number of possibilities. Um, so bringing in, you know, the properties to Fantastic Four and X-Men, um, are obviously, uh, huge, huge bonuses. Um, but as far as like what I'm most looking forward to see, like as far as the MCU, like what it can mean for the MCU is that just the interconnectedness that, you know, we've never been able to get, I guess, probably mostly with Fantastic Four because X-Men, there's enough there where you can really kind of exist on your own. Um, there's there's at least, you know, a multitude of characters and different factions and everything else to where they can, uh, they can exist on their own. Um, but there are just certain things that you're not able to do. I mean, the, the X-Men, the, the thing that's really interesting about the X-Men is when they exist together they're you know it's usually just the mutants but when they have their solo stories you see a lot of other marvel characters pop in and out of those solo stories so that's probably what i think is aside from just having them at a in good timing and everything i think that's what's going to be most intriguing with the mcu um uh, getting the rights to these characters um is is how they interact uh, especially the X-Men, you know, you got Storm and Black Panther, X-Men and Wolverine, um, uh, Rogue, 
and Captain Marvel. Uh, there's so many ways that they have examples of in the comics where they could, uh, you know, beg, borrow, and steal and use uh, for their films. I think that is going to be super cool to watch. And then probably the like the next thing on my list, the next like big big thing is the fact that all of the best like Marvel villains uh, left on the table are all Fantastic Four villains. Um, obviously, there's Galactus and Doctor Doom. Um, are, you know, have to be like the two biggest um, that that you know kind of haven't haven't been tackled well at all to this point in time. Uh, I'm sure the MCU would love to get their hands on those characters, um, and then just bringing in the the laundry list of um, of you know great characters, great villains from the X Men, uh, whether it be Magneto, Juggernaut. Uh, the Hellfire Club, um, just so many different uh, possibilities. So, I mean, I think that's the the biggest thing of what it'll mean for the MCU. In one word, possibilities. Yeah, no, I I completely understand that. My biggest concern is, um, because this is something I was really looking forward to, um, I believe his name is Noah, who, um, maybe not Noah, I could be getting that wrong, the guy who, um, the showrunner for Legion. uh, Oh, yeah, Noah Hawley. Okay, perfect, perfect. I thought it was Noah. Um, he was uh, slated to direct a Doctor Doom film. So Disney buying Fox, that could possibly scrap that. Um, yeah, probably not going to happen anymore, honestly. Yeah. I mean, so, if I it mean might, they might still bring him into the fold in Disney. I don't know if Noah Hawley would work within the MCU, though. Like, But I'm okay with that. Like, The thing is, like, you you maybe could give him something else to work on that could exist outside of the MCU? Because I think you might get more films like that as well. I mean, Feige has already said that we're not going to really operate in phases anymore after um, phase three. Um, So we'll see if this changes that up or not. But I think you could see, especially with the advent of uh, acquiring the Deadpool and X-Force and New Mutants uh, things, New Mutants is really successful. They're going to keep doing those movies. They're just going to be... X-Men horror movies that don't ever really tie into anything else, just like Deadpool is probably only going to tie into um, uh, X-Force. Like, X-Force, those are going right. to be those movies. And maybe you'll see whoever they pick for Wolverine be the, the go-between to have some kind of stitch in there. But, you know, maybe not. Maybe they would just have X-Force without Wolverine. That's always a possibility. Um, yeah. So, so like, I mean, I, I think... It does suck to not get that movie. As long as they don't like decide to just do away with Legion, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I don't. That's true. I don't At least there, I would, season. Oh, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would love a Noah Hawley uh, uh, Doctor Doom movie. Like, I think that would be super, super awesome to watch. But you know, it, it'll be all right if we don't get it. Yeah, no, it'll be all right, but, like, that was the only thing, well, not the only thing, but the biggest thing Fox was doing that I was really, really, really looking forward to. I hear uh, But I know, I know one thing Joel's looking forward to when this deal is finalized is for Mark Ruffalo to meet whoever they get to, to suit up in that orange and blue Wolverine suit, go head-to-head. Joel, what are your thoughts on what uh, a Disney-Fox deal would mean for the MCU? More or less a yellow and blue suit we're looking at. Brown. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, 
nothing would excite me more. I mean, I talked about it last week. I I've wanted this forever. I mean, I don't know how how many ways I can put it. Like, I wanted the characters I grew up with that knew each other when I was growing up to know each other again in live action. Uh, Marvel, you know, got, gave us this giant world that we get to play with, and now I get to see not just I got to see Spider Man there like this last year, and then again this year, and I'm gonna probably get. At least starting with the Fantastic Four. I just wanted the Fantastic Four. I was happy just getting the Fantastic Four and Galactus, which should be like the main end all at the end of this whatever roundabout phase that they're doing or non-phase, whatever they want to call it. Uh, Galactus should be the big bad at the end of the day. I would love to see that that splash on, on like on live action in movies. Like that would be amazing uh, when Galactus like arrives and walks into the city. But yeah. Um, Doctor Doom live action done right, Fantastic Four done right, the X Men done right. Uh, the way I I want to see them because I think they have a chance to do things differently, and by by differently I mean more accurately, because uh, they did what they had to do with the movies, and, and Singer did his version, and it was fine, and and we're living off of that now. But I I'm really happy with the possibilities of seeing something new in the future, and I'm like I think in the beginning it will be New Mutants and Deadpool and X-Force kind of being separate. And I think X-Men will phase off after Dark Phoenix. I think uh, Dane mentioned that. I think that might be the end of that version of the X-Men because I do believe they'll end up rebooting the X-Men completely. I just don't think they'll hold on. They don't want – Fox is Fox, and that world was that world. This is, this is ours, and this is going to be us, just like they did with Spider-Man. Like, I didn't want to lose Andrew Garfield. I really didn't, but we had to. So that's really it. And I want to. Yeah. I just want to throw in one more thing about the whole timing thing that Dane brought up because I think there's another really interesting thing about that. I think the timing that Deadpool and Logan came out when they did is also really awesome for for this acquisition. That this acquisition did not happen before then because now that Disney has seen what these films can achieve, they may not be as bashful as they would have otherwise been with, you know, more more adult-themed comic book movies. Totally. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 def- I definitely understand that. Uh, Shannon, wh- what are your thoughts? Uh, like Nick said, I was going to touch base. There's two things that y'all have said that really, I think, uh, nails it with Dane. You're talking about the timing of everything. Um, you know, I think time, something that's well-timed is is definitely going to lead into uh, build synergy for success. It's a good thing to have. And I think that's, you had it perfect there when you're talking about the timing of it all. And then Nick, you were talking about the possibilities. Um, so the fact that there's all these changes that are going to be happening, I don't feel fearful. I don't feel nervous. I'm excited for it. Um, you know, there's so many good things we could look for and there's a lot more positives than negatives. And, you know, with, with Nick, you had talked about different pairings and partnerships. It's, it's this type of stuff that when you build a successful universe, like the Marvel universe, that you're able to entertain these ideas and have excitement for these things. You literally could have Black Panther and Storm and then, you know, the, um, Rogue and, and Captain Marvel. Because all these things, like most of them have already been talked about, fleshed out. It's just a, a matter of creating the story and casting it. So I think the fact that 
they're when they're doing it and that it's them that's doing it it's it's exciting because they have so much pull for and possibilities within the universe i'm really excited about the fantastic four i think that's um a franchise that could always be a little better than what we've had not saying it's been bad um by any means but i always felt like there's a little extra oomph that um we could have had in it so i am excited for that too so i think that if marvel did not if they had not have created such a successful universe that's so broad and has so many characters and so many fleshed out characters and then even has tons of other characters that have been mentioned or talked about or you're aware of, had they not have been doing that over the past few years, this might be like kind of a terrifying change. But because they've set things up for themselves as a company and a business, you know, so well, that the, all these possibilities are just amazing and it's only going to further the success of, uh, of themselves. So I'm just really excited to just kind of sit back and watch and let them do what they do because I, I have trust in it. I have confidence in it. And I think, you know, that feeling is something that um, I wish, you know, like I said earlier, I, I don't want to compare the two all the time, but I wish I had that with all the changes with the DCU and I don't. So it's, a refreshing change. It's it's a confident change. It's something I trust and I like and I look forward to. So I I'm I love it and you know kudos to them for doing something well and building up to it and executing things really nicely for the whole universe. Honestly. Yeah, and actually, what you were saying about the difference between uh, what MCU and uh, and DC are doing. Don't worry, Shannon. Dane and Kevin Feige are brokering a deal for Disney to buy uh, <laughs> Warner Brothers. So. Don't worry, we'll we'll get the we'll get the DC world done correctly. Kevin Feige and Dan. Bring DC back to Marvel, damn it! <laughs> I worry <laughs> about my DC. Deal. I really do. I've always in comics growing up and everything. I've off. always been the. Um, I've always been Shannon, a DC I have lost fan. years off my life for DC. Okay, I have lost years off my life stressing out because of this fucking company. Yes, I'm, Dane. I'm, I'm I used to read comics with you every Wednesday. It's just and now there's some movies. JLA comics and and the cartoons. What the hell are you doing to my characters? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep on going. I feel like like a Jewish (laughs) grandfather. But yeah, I've always been in love with the DC universe, and since the movies have come out, I feel like it's all Marvel just kills it. And I like I said, I don't want to compare the two. But damn, when you've been a, a hardcore DC person for so long, and I, I just grasp and cleave on to Batman because he's always my favorite no matter what. And all I got is it's like being a Falcons fan almost. It's like, oh, maybe next year. You know, that's what I feel like with the DC universe. I mean, yeah. I'm still a fan, well, but don't get me wrong. I'm just tired of saying maybe next watch. time, maybe next year. Hey Nick, not one word. Maybe next don't time. start, Nick. Maybe not, don't not start, one Nick. fucking word. Please. Shut the fuck up, you Tom Brady loving son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kanan, if we did not get to you, and I, I did not forget you. What are your, uh, your thoughts? To, uh, what was it twenty-eight to three, Nick? I mean, I'm sorry, Kanan. Uh, your thought on uh, Disney and Fox brokering uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this deal? What was the twenty-eight to three, Jeff? Oh, God uh, damn it. Was... Fuck you, Kanan. <laughs> if you don't know that, don't ask it. And if you do know, you're a son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, you're talking, you're talking about the huge lead that Atlanta 
choked last year in the uh, Super Bowl. Okay, I got you. How much money did no, Pirates make again, you son of a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're still a box office winner, unlike your Falcons. Hey, the Falcons uh, are still in it. We're going to – it's fine, okay? I'm a Falcons yeah, fan. We're, we're going to get there, Nick. It's okay. When Georgia, when Georgia wins the college football playoff, I'm going to have like a, a – Ten minute long rant on on at let's, least one of one of these shows. Let's yeah. let's let's bring it back in, Kane. And what are your thoughts on the Disney and and uh, and Fox potential deal uh, being um, pretty much solidified uh, as soon as maybe this week? I lo- I really I really like the idea that Marvel will get the properties back, but I mean, I, I do like where Fox has gone to some degree with their, their comics. It's almost like they were, they were starting to take them a little bit more serious. Uh, you know, they, Deadpool was really good. Uh, I know they hit a snide with, uh, Apocalypse, but the, the movies before then, uh, the X-Men movies were really uh, done well. Uh, Logan was terrific. Um, you know, New Mutants looks really promising. And, you know, then you've got, um, which I, th- I think the deal is not going to have anything to do with their TV product. So hopefully Legion and, you know, shows like Simpsons and, and Family Guy and stuff like that will be fine. If not, then, you know, there's, see, there's so much more at stake that people realize with this deal. If Marvel – if Fox was just selling the rights back to Marvel, it would be fine. You wouldn't have these people really against it. Um, but, you know, y'all have been on the Gambit bandwagon. I'm sorry, but if this deal goes through, Gambit's not happening. If they're going to reboot the X-Men franchise and and go in another direction, I do not see them doing Gambit. Not uh, now. I, think the only move, I don't see them doing they'll it do, They'll do a Gambit movie eventually, I think. But it dude, won't be. But I don't see it. But I don't the see opportunity it, to team up Gambit and Ant-Man, dude. Pulling a heist like that movie would just uh, be terrific. I think they can. I think, well, the I mean, if it happens, it's not happening with. Uh, um, Channing Tatum, uh, that's fine. Channing Tatum, yeah. But, uh, you know, and, you know, there now, you know, there's a possibility that Hugh Jackman comes back at least for one movie as Wolverine because he said if they ever had the X-Men in the MCU, he would come back. So I don't know if he will, but there's that rumor going around that he would come back for one more movie. So, I mean, that would be pretty cool to see. But, you know, does that hurt to see him come back and then leave again? I mean, where where do they really go with this? Is this, is it all, like, just washed away uh, you know, you've got this cast that is kind of getting their footing uh, with, you know, um, Sophie Turner as Phoenix, uh, you know, McAvoy, Fassbender, all of them have done really well. Um, you know, I think we see New Mutants and we see this movie and then maybe that's it. If not, hopefully they bring them in and, and then just go from there. But I, I really don't know where they go. I mean, it's cool to see it happen, but at the same time, it's kind of been neat having – like separate worlds, you know, it's kind of like competition, you know, you kind of can enjoy different styles. I don't really want all the movies to be under the MCU formula. Um, I mean, that's what I've kind of loved about the DC movies, um, up, you know, and I love Justice League, but you saw what happened when they tried to become like Marvel, I mean, the fans backlash. So, I mean, I like that little tone and style separation. So, um, but it would be cool to see, um, a Wolverine with the suit uh, going up against the Hulk. Uh, maybe we can finally get the Sentinels right. It would be cool seeing Doctor Doom, um, you know, just like a movie with – because they are going to have to go a different direction without Thanos. Uh, and they would get uh, the scroll 
uh, back if they get this. So they'd be able to do uh, secret uh, um, secret wars. Invasion. So they'd be able to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, secret invasion. Yes, yes, you're right. So they'd be able to do that, which would, would fit in nice with uh, Captain Marvel. I mean, so there's a lot of ways to go with it. But, you know, like I said, I, I've, I've kind of liked the style and tone of, of Fox's movies compared to uh, the MCU's. Just a few yeah, and quick I things agree. I want to touch I, on. I, oh, Go ahead, Nick. Well, I was just going to say I, I completely agree with you. I mean, my my kind of um, favorite two comic book movies of the last few years um, have definitely been Deadpool and Logan. Um, but like I said, I think, uh, you know, I, I briefly mentioned as far as the timing of the deal, the fact that those movies have already come out, I don't think you're going to see them abandon um, those, those kind of more um, – the, those movies of different tones. I think you'll still get your Deadpool movies. They just won't really connect with the MCU, which is fine. I think with you'll get Fantastic Four, you'll get the core X-Men in the MCU, and then things that kind of sit outside of those pockets will just continue to exist in their own little world. At least just, maybe um, that's just my optimistic, like that's what I'm hoping for, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I don't think Kevin Feige would would go too differently from kind of where already they've they've built a base on as far as <clears throat> tone difference. But I will say just two quick things to touch on before we move on to our, our next topic. Uh, one, uh, a lot of people were asking, Dan. I just wanted uh, us to just touch on this really quickly. Um, Cannon mentioned it uh, a little bit. If this deal does go down, um, everyone who loves Gotham. Uh, you do not have to fear of Gotham being canceled, per se, um, even though I will say Disney is very uh, uh, particular on having their, their own things. We saw that uh, happen with Star Wars The Clone Wars. Only reason they ended it is because Disney took over and wanted it to go to their channel instead of being on Cartoon Network. Um, but do not fear if Gotham is uh, indeed... Um, taken off of Fox itself, we could still see it uh, either join the CW universe or it go to DC streaming service. So I don't think we'll lose Gotham in its entirety. Uh, and I, it, it could, it, you know, it could mean something for Legion. I haven't heard much on season two. Um, so, you know, that, that's also something very interesting. We know that they were working on it, but we haven't heard anything about season two. So there's a lot of things, like Kanan said, that goes into it that's more than just uh, Marvel getting the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. That, and I wanted to mention, Kanan, you said uh, about Hugh Jackman saying if Disney got the, you know, got the rights and the Avengers and the X-Men could come together, he would come back. It's the same situation with me not wanting Ben and Flashpoint. I just don't want that. I don't want Hugh to come back for one movie like uh, yeah. a huge event, he comes back, and then we have to recast him again. You know, it, it's just like it's buying time. It's not a fit, and, he has, and I need a and fit. And he has the he has the perfect ending already. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Then you have to explain that, and that's way too much. I would say I agree with you guys. I I agree with you guys, and I I match that ideal. But I'm just fucking saying, if they said tomorrow that. Uh, Hugh Jackman's playing Wolverine in Avengers 4. I am going to, like, scream in my room and go around the circle as if I'm on fire um, and then roll <laughs> around the ground and try to put myself fucking out. So I, I agree, but it's also, like, if Ben wants to play another role, I'm, I'm going to be like, 
no, not not the next movie. Tell him to leave. But then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'll do one more movie. Okay, like, I have no willpower is all I'm trying to say. But um, I'm not worried about Gotham. I think that if if anything happens, it will get moved to CW or their streaming service or or maybe TNT or, hey, take some balls in at Warner Brothers and put on HBO. You finally evolved it to being a really in-depth crime show. So maybe go in that direction. I don't know. That yeah, would have been no, such I a better show agree. for HBO. Like, imagine all the well, things they could do with HBO. I will say Ugh. they've done great things on Fox. So, but HBO would definitely be a whole nother uh, level for them to go. But let's move on to our like next the Wire. Topic. Yeah, the wire yeah. Awesome. Oh goodness, Gotham like the Wire would be crazy. Um, but let's move yeah. on to our next topic, a topic that uh, when it released, I could care less about, and I could care less about it even more now. And that is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Uh, the trailer released this this week. Um, uh, it came out. You know, there were words and dinosaurs and people and Chris Pratt. Uh, so, Joel, I will go to you first. What were your thoughts on the trailer, and what are your expectations for the movie? Joel? Oh, okay. Um, it was not... me... All right, no, wait, oh, okay, wait, 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 wait. Uh, Jurassic okay, World. Uh, I'm going to go with eh and eh. <laughs> that's, uh, that's probably where I'm going with it. Um, I'm excited <laughs> because I like Jurassic World, but that's it. I mean, I don't know. I, I'll watch it. I mean, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I heard somebody say, I- I'll watch it, I asked them, hey, did you see it yet? They're like, nah, when I said I watched it, I mean, like, when it comes on TV. Uh, but anyway, Nick, <laughs> what were your thoughts on the trailer, and what are your expectations for the movie? All right, well, I'll start with my expectations for the movie. My expectations for the movie are not very high, because Jurassic World was not that good. I didn't really like it. Uh, and that's kind of maybe even an understatement. Like, it was boring, it was like, and, and and here's the crazy thing too, like, like I loved uh, Jurassic Park, like really loved it. Um, I thought Jurassic, uh, I thought uh, Lost World was uh, reasonably good. It was a solid flick. I thought Jurassic Park Three was, yeah, like it, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't it wasn't good either. Like it was just is is like right in the middle, solid five, um, but. Uh, Jurassic World, I was so disappointed with. I, I thought it was going to be really, really cool, and it, it just wasn't. Um, but I watched this trailer, and it got me. Like I, I can't. I'm not even going to lie. Like I, I didn't want to like the movie. Like I, I said after watching Jurassic World, I was like, I'm not going to watch another one of these movies. And then I watched the trailer, and I was kind of blown away by it. I think the story seems really cool. So like. You know, they're setting it up where they got to go, like, rescue the dinosaurs because they're going to bomb the island or whatever. And, like, it, it seems like a really cool concept, and it seems like they're they're actually trying to to uh, tell a new story. Um, but, you know, my expectations are still super low, but the, the trailer did get me a little bit excited. Uh, I'll have to admit, I'm... I'm I'm definitely, like, looking forward to seeing it now. Um, that being said, I will still most likely wait until it comes uh, to Redbox. Yeah, I kind of don't blame you. Um, I kind of liked the last one. Uh, I didn't hate it, didn't really love it. I enjoyed it. 
Uh, well, not enjoyed it. I, I thought it was okay. I, I didn't fall asleep. That's the best thing I can say. It wasn't a Transformers movie. Uh, but no. Yeah. Um, Shannon, what were your? Uh, it wasn't the last Pirates. Anyway, uh, Shannon, what were your thoughts on the trailer and your expectations oh. for Jurassic World: Fallen okay. Kingdom? Okay. I am super, super, super excited, and I feel like I should tell you first. I'm a huge fan of dinosaurs. I totally yes. have dinosaur encyclopedias. I was that kid that checked out books from the library to read about them and learn about them just because I can name tons of them. Like, I'm a dinosaur nerd. I fucking am so excited. I, 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 Jurassic Park, the, the novels, been my top five favorite books. Um, I love, I mean, Lost World and, you know, three, blah, blah, blah. Jurassic Park was amazing. I am definitely seeing this one in theaters because, in my opinion, they always have great music and to, to, to go with it. And I will never forget. Hello? Uh-oh, I think, I think we lost Shannon. Um, uh, I'll go to you. She got so Everybody remember, she left off, so and I will never forget. <laughs> right. That was but so she cool. Oh, yeah, I got to remember that. <laughs> That was such a beautiful way to exit. Uh, while we wait for her to call back in, Dane, what were your uh, what were your thoughts on the trailer and your expectations for the movie? Okay, now Shannon's out here. I could shit all over all this. This is gonna be great. I'm sorry, but this is just <laughs> this is just awful. Come on, I actually I didn't mind Jurassic World. I thought it was kind of fun, you know, with the whole like, hey, we're kind of like the old movies, but not really. And she's back. Oh fuck it, I'll just keep on shitting all over. It. Shannon, we'll pass right back to you. I'm just gonna finish crapping on this movie real quick. Um, um, but I just, sorry. Um, I, I just, I, I, I don't care. Uh, I thought that, like I said, Jurassic World was fun. I just, you know, that now they got like a, they got a comment, and I thought they were going to go in a direction where the the U.S. government was going to try to like start using like you know in a military aspect. And if they're going that way, great. But that would need them to have like a completely different tone. This came, kind of came off like a Roland Emmerich film, and. I just don't care. I really, I really don't. Um, maybe they'll have the original T Rex like they did in the first one. Uh, I don't, I don't care. Just like blow it up with a rocket launcher. Just fuck it. No. <laughs> Can I finish my rant? I'm sorry. Yes, absolutely. You will never forget. Absolutely, Shannon. Okay, I'm gonna pick up right where I left off. I saw the first Jurassic Park five times in the theaters. Okay, and wow. the scene when you see, you see like the first. When the first dinosaurs, the, the theme song comes on. It was amazing. Like, I remember looking up on the big screen and seeing it, and it's just, in the, in the CGI back then, you know, it was just, like, amazing to me. I'll never forget that feeling. I was like, that's a big-ass dinosaur. And um, and I heard, you know, they're going to do a lot of, of puppetry with it. It's not going to be all CGI. But they're actually doing animatronics and puppetry. So I, I really look forward to that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so they are doing that, and I did see some behind-the-scenes stuff where they have, like, T-Rex. See, the T-Rex and T-Rexes, it's all going to – a lot of it's going to be animatronics. So I'm really excited. And I – Did we lose you again? Yeah, we lost Shannon again. Oh, I don't know what's Too going much on positivity. Wow. That's how I showed up about you, Jurassic World 2. You can so, go fuck yourself. Uh, I'm just kidding, but... 
So, Kanan, I, I guess the universe is saying you can you cannot like this movie. So, Kanan, I hope you're ready to spew some negativity. What were your thoughts on the trailer? Um, honestly, yeah, the trailer was very underwhelming. It uh, it didn't really like pick up the way I thought it was going to. Uh, like kind of how Dane was saying, I thought that the you know, and it still could. Uh, you know, be the basis for the movie, but it really seems like they're going on a rescue mission to rescue the dinosaurs because the uh, island's going to blow up. Um, but I, I I know that they kind of went the military route, um, well, with them trying to collect them in Jurassic Park 2, um, but I thought that would have been uh, a better uh, setup since they are uh, plot for this movie because they set that up in the last one. You know, that they were going to use them for uh, military, you know, that they were going to take the dinosaurs and train them, um, you know, to to be in the military. So I thought that bit would have been a better plot point. I mean, the trailer just, I mean, really didn't do much of nothing. It's just a bunch of screaming and dinosaurs and running, and, I mean, we've seen that in every movie. So, like I said, I don't have uh, any uh, notion that the film will be bad because I really like Jurassic World. It was, uh, you know, the best Jurassic Park movie uh, for me since the first one. Um, I just thought it was, you know, cool to kind of go back there and, uh, you know, relive that um, in IMAX is where I saw it. So I thought it was really good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the trailer didn't really sell me too much. I mean, um, they kind of hyped it up and made it seem like it was going to be this big event. And then it comes out and it's like, uh, it's about the best you got. I mean, you can't have, like, no cliffhanger <laughs> or anything. So, like a Starship Troopers vibe, you know what I'm saying? Like, Cannon, like a Starship Troopers vibe, but like with the military, I mean, and they're, you know, maybe we cut to a couple of years later and they're using friggin' T Rexes, and uh, I don't really care. Yeah. I mean, honestly, well, before before I, I pass it back to before I pass it back to um, to Shannon for her to finish, I will say all, we're gonna try we can all again? agree. All, yeah, of course, we're gonna try it again. She didn't get to finish, but we we can all agree yeah. all this trailer. <laughs> I got to finish. She's going to drop her call again. <laughs> we we have to all be honest, though. All this, all this trailer was missing was for Chris Pratt at the end to, to look the dinosaur in the face and just say, you know me, I'm Star-Lord. That's all that trailer needed, and we would have all been very excited for this movie. <laughs> but since it didn't have it, no one really cares. Uh, but then, that was uh, a terrible joke. You for you to terrible joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was, it, was, it was perfect. Come on, Nick. But go ahead, Shannon. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm. I guess I'm just too excited, and my phone signal can't contain it. But um, <laughs> two things besides just my pure excitement is, you know, uh, uh, they've said because I've watched some interview stuff on this, and they say there's going to be way more dinosaurs than this. And in Jurassic World, I like that they had the mosasaur, they had water dinosaurs, they had, you know, so many different types of dinosaurs. I saw an Ankylosaurus. I was really excited for that. So I'm excited to see even more dinosaurs on the big screen because I fucking love it. And I think it's going to look amazing. But then also, um, you know, you're talking about the trailer. They don't really give you much. And I think that's kind of the point because they're going there to rescue the dinosaurs. What the fuck are they going to do with them? <laughs> you know, so I like <laughs> where, where, where are they going to put the dinosaurs? Whatever happened to that can of shaving cream from the first one? Maybe we'll find out. Maybe they'll finally talk about it. Um, so I want to know, I don't want, I absolutely hate when they spoil the whole plot of a movie in the trailer. And so I, I'm glad that the trailer has unanswered questions for me. Cause I want to know what they're going to do with the dinosaurs. That's a lot of them in the trailer. And they say there's going to be even more. Where are they going to put them? 
And I, I they should bring him to New and York. in the Jurassic World, it was a little different. <laughs> I liked it more than I thought. I thought I would think that whole like I, I actually watched Jurassic World last night. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> it's just coincidental. But like I was thinking, man, this is a really good fight scene. You know, with the Adonis Rex and the the T Rex in blue, and I was like, this is really freaking cool. Was it a little bit uncharacteristic of dinosaurs? I don't know. I'm not a dinosaur. Who's to say they can't have partnerships? But I loved it, and I like the relationship that there's actually a character like Blue that has a connection to a human, and you know, and she says Blue's alive, and it's so I'm like, I want to know what happens to my boy Blue. He, he you know, got his. <laughs> He, he put up a good fight, you know, and I love the scene when he's running in honking and just hauls ass. I was like, get him, Blue. I want to know what happens to that guy. He, he's a cool little guy. So I'm super excited for this, and I like Bryce Dallas Howard. I like Chris Pratt. So I'm I'm really, really looking forward to it. And Jeff, Jeff Goldblum is in it again. Like, that's awesome. Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a great movie. It's going to have a great soundtrack. It's going to look amazing. It's going to be wonderful to watch on the big screen. You know, it's. I'm really excited for this. Two things, real yeah, quick. Okay, now I'm done. Two things, just real quick. One, uh, I, too, uh, really, really, really have always loved dinosaurs. I, I have this sneaking suspicion that I will probably enjoy watching uh walking with dinosaurs for like the 13th time more than i'll love this movie um and then uh two you missed your joke Jawan. it should have been you're my boy blue that's what your joke should have been yes from uh, old school <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah no uh yeah no i missed a lot of things regarding this movie but it's good to know that you're excited shannon uh we haven't seen excitement well individual excitement from everyone else since Kanan tried to hype pirates. So it's really good that you're excited <laughs> for it. Because someone is. Um, so yeah, I like, almost had a stroke. Let's move on to our next few topics. We're going to kind of go through this next topic kind of quickly. I'm just going to ask you guys, uh, do you sign off on it or are you trashing the idea? A uh, report came out that Quentin Tarantino uh, would be partnering up with J.J. Abrams, pitching an idea for a new Star Trek film. Uh, and one of his stipulations was it had to be rated R, and the studio signed off on the idea of that. Uh, Nick, I will start off with you. Do you sign off on, on Quentin Tarantino's uh, rated R idea for um, a Star Trek film, or are you trashing it? You're goddamn right I signed off on it. In fact, when you said the topic, I started jumping, and I jumped like 10 times. Um, Yes, 100%. I can't wait to see this. Um, I'm a little curious as to how everything will work, because from what I've heard, he wrote the story, um, or he's got a story in place, but someone else is going to write it while he does finishes his Manson film, and then he's going to come back and direct it, is is kind of the way that that I, I feel like it's planned as of right now. Um, so I hope they pick a really good writer and I hope Tarantino gets to doctor the script after it is written. Cause he's actually really good at that too. He used to do that, um, kind of back in the day. So yes, I am super fucking geeked for this and I won't say any more cause I know you said you wanted to do it real quick, but I could say so much more because I'm so fucking excited for this. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll revisit it again. Uh, 
as we get more information on it, because he hasn't really said uh, whether or not he's going to uh, direct it or not. So we'll definitely be getting some more information, uh, hopefully soon, um, so we can definitely get get more into it. Uh, but, Joel, uh, do you sign off on this, or do you trust this idea? Well, I'm not a Trekkie, so I fucking sign off on this. Uh, I would, I would, I would, like, hell yeah. Like, I have no... No remorse on saying that. I don't know much. I know Star Trek. I've enjoyed the movies more than I, the TV shows, and I know that's not really the thing for a lot of Trekkies. Um, I just enjoy a little more action, uh, and I can't imagine what a Tarantino in space would look like. So this is going to be a, a trip if, at the very least. So, yeah, I sign up. All right. Uh, Shannon, do you sign off the trusty idea? Absolutely, I do. I absolutely sign off on this. I'm, I'd be excited for a rated R Star Trek movie. Period. You know, I'm not the hugest Trekkie. Um, I'm a fan of the movies. Um, I'm a huge fan of Quentin Tarantino. I would love to see Star Trek through the lens of Tarantino, especially you know with a rated R um, rating on it. I want to see because he's so good with stories and characters and there's so much content. He's so good at coming up with his own stuff and his own ideas and doing his own thing that I would love to see how he takes something that's already been established and puts his own spin on it. On his, I, I'd like to see how his creativity works on it. I'm just super excited. I don't even know what my expectations would be because he's kind of, he can do whatever he wants. He's so unpredictable, but it's always so good looking. So I'm, I'm really excited for it. And if yeah, the cast yeah, and the actors, you know, Jackie he's got Brown. good people. Yeah, absolutely. What? Absolutely. Um, Dane, uh, are you signing off on it or are you trashing the idea? I'm not trashing it. You know, if one of my favorite directors wants to do some stuff that's different and out of his wheelhouse towards the end of his, what's, well, what's supposed to be the end of his career, hey, you know, him doing a sci-fi movie, I always thought uh, was a cool idea. And he loves Star Trek. He loves the old uh, version of Star Trek from the 60s. He loves The Next Generation. Uh, I have no idea if they're going to use this cast or not that they've already established. Uh, maybe they're not. But either way, a rated R Star Trek film from Quentin Tarantino. I mean, it's so ridiculous sounding. Of course, I got to like say, yeah, I, I have to see that. I have to see what the hell that is. It's like Tarantino making a superhero film or, or like a, like a real, an actual horror movie. Like uh, if he wants to do stuff now, that's maybe like not always, he creates it first and try a couple different things. Hey man, he's going to be some of my favorite films. Uh, I'll let him do whatever. And I'll just uh, watch it. I'm not that big of a Star Trek fan to begin with. I, I love the uh, next generation, but I've never been um, too much into the films or anything like that. I do like them, though, but I'm just saying. So if you're saying Quentin Tarantino is going to do one with J.J. Abrams, sure, fine. Uh, launch me in a rocket. Real quick, yeah, Dane, uh, you know he almost almost did Heroes for Hire back in the day. I do know that. Yeah, he wanted to make a black exploitation film for Luke Cage and yeah. uh, Iron Fist. That would have been awesome. That would have been so cool. I will say – I will say the best thing um, coming out of Quentin Tarantino wanting to do a rated R version of Star Trek is knowing that he's going to find some way to put Samuel Jackson in there and Samuel Jackson <laughs> say motherfucker in some way or form. Uh, so is going to be an angry person in those movies. Absolutely. That's definitely going to be something fun to look forward to, knowing that he's going to find some way to throw Samuel Jackson in there. Um, Kanan, are you signing off or are you trashing this idea? 
No, I'm I'm not trashing it because I I, I love Tarantino. I think he is a great director. Um, I think like what Shannon said, he does really well with telling a story and getting the the most out of his characters. But uh, as far as being on board with wanting to really see it, no, I, I'm not really a Star Trek fan at all. Um, so, I mean, I've not even seen any of the ones with uh, Chris Pine. So. Uh, it's not something that I would really watch. Now, if it comes out and people are just like, oh, this is like, you know, totally different from Star Trek that you would expect it to be. It's really edgy, and, uh, you know, then maybe I'll take a look at it and see. I mean, making it rated R doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be any different. It just means that there's going to be a lot of fucks, 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 fucks thrown in there and, and stuff like that. But now if Samuel Jackson is in it, then yes, maybe I'll, I'll be inclined to watch it. Uh, or, you know, if he brings back some of his other characters. But I don't know where he's going with it. But I think he's going to do the movie justice. I think it's something he seems like he's really excited to do. So Star Trek fans should, you know, should be happy. I mean, they're they're getting a great director. I would, I'd love for him to do, um, you know, something in the Star Wars universe. Um, you know, if, if Disney would, you know, if Disney would allow that. I mean, it just, I don't necessarily want it to Disney. be just a bunch of. Well, I, I'm sure he does because they probably won't he let does him hate do Disney. any of the stuff he wants to do. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> if they would have let him, you know, it doesn't sure. necessarily have to be a radar movie with a bunch of cuss words. It could just be really, you know, edgy. You know, really, you know, well, you know, just take up the notch as far as like the the violence and stuff like that. But no, well, I mean, I, I, I think fans are gonna love it. I'd say the biggest thing that you can, and uh, with you not being a, uh, a saying that you're not really a Star Trek fan. I've I've never been a Star Trek fan. I only watched the other ones because I'm a huge fan of Chris Pine. Um, but I will say this: Can you think the la- can you can you remember the last time you saw a Quentin Tarantino movie that you didn't like? Never. That I didn't so that's really why, like. That's nope. Um, no, no, that you just didn't like. I, Not that you kind of. I didn't like his last movie. You, plain didn't like. you didn't like his mm, last movie. Then? You didn't like April Seven or whatever it was. I, I, I thought it was it was it was okay. I didn't think it was anything to like one. scream about at all. I no, thought it was, was, it was yeah, really yeah, long. I, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I'm with yeah, I'm with da- I'm I'm with Dane on that. I did not hate it, but I didn't think it was his best. To me, it still is is one of his best movies. It's still, uh, yeah, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, See, I, listen, they're, they're all I great movies. I completely respect that idea, uh, Dane and Kanan. Shut um, up, Nick. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say that. I wouldn't necessarily say that that movie was award worthy, um, but I, I love that movie. That's like one of the the few movies that I could literally watch over and over and over again because I, I just love it. The thing is, the thing is too with Tarantino it, that I think would be so fun to watch with a Star Trek movie is his construction of films, the way he constructs mm. a movie, the way that. The, the the story goes along, and there's these these juxtaposed um, scenes that that fit in, but the the, the way he fits them in, or, that's what makes Tarantino so brilliant. Is the way he ties a film together. Um, he's like the dude's rug. He really ties a film together, and <laughs> it, like that is thank you. Um, that what was is that? a big Lebowski club from from Goddamn uh, right. Yeah. Um, and that, like that that is the beauty of Tarantino, and to see that in like a Star Trek and a sci-fi setting, I can't wait. I think it's gonna be awesome. It's like Scorsese in yes. the Joker movie. What? Yes, yes, it's exactly like that. Thank you. 
All right, so our final topic before we wrap up the show tonight, guys, we're going to talk a little bit of Venom and Tom Hardy. Um, all right, so he released, I think it was like a two days ago, a photo of um, a shirt that had the Venom logo on it uh, with the hashtag We Are Venom. Uh, no, just hashtag Venom. I'm sorry. Was it hashtag Venom or hashtag We Are yeah, Venom? We are Venom. There was, Venom. There's a poster yeah. that said We Are Hashtag Venom. I think that's what you're okay. thinking. Okay. Oh, I, I think they were dipping in that iris pool. Anyway, um, so that I hate goes, fucking and, hashtags. <laughs> every time I see Tom Hardy uh, hashtag post on every time I see Tom Hardy uh, with this project, he just looks super, super, super happy and excited to be a part of it. And the shirt is awesome. The huge V with the Venom face on it, it looks dope. Um, also, Dane, I believe, hold on, I have it here. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, also, Tom Hardy said uh, Venom is based on the, le- the lethal protector storyline uh, and that the film takes place in San Francisco. So from that, Dane, what are your expectations for this movie and what are your thoughts on the logo? I like the logo. Um, I like the little amount of information that we're getting. Uh, I like that he's going for that story arc. Um, I mean, except for certain things, I mean, it, it's going to have to be adapted, obviously, because there's this this whole concept of where does this lie within, you know, uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man and if it's connected or not. But whatever, whatever they do, however they go about it, I had no interest in this movie when it first got announced. It was supposed to be not a part of the MCU. And then Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, and a couple other big actors that I really like are attached to the project. You got Tom Hardy playing Venom. Hey, if he's not going to play Wolverine, he's one of my favorite actors. Might as well play one of the other best antiheroes in Marvel. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that sentiment. Uh, Joel, what, were, uh, what are your expectations for the movie, and what were your thoughts on the logo? Uh, I, my expectations are how much higher than they were when, I, like, just like they, like when I first heard about it, I was so down on the whole idea of a Venom solo movie that may not even involve Spider-Man. It just didn't process in my head, so I was not excited at all. And then they said Tom Hardy was casted as Venom, and my excitement at least went up fifty percent. So I'm like, all right, at least you got my attention. You got my attention at the very least. So that's really what's holding me. What's holding on to my excitement is, is the Tom Hardy aspect of it. He looks excited, like you were saying, and the logo looks pretty decent. Like it, it kind of looks like one of like a placeholder for now. Uh, like they got his face, but it looks like straight out of the comic book, like like legit. <laughs> like so, I'm not sure exactly where he's gonna look exactly like that, but he might look close to that at the very least. Uh, and yeah, you're saying it's the Lethal Protector storyline. I'm not sure. It's probably more loosely based on that storyline. So yeah. I'm excited and I'm look forward to seeing how they interpret it in the in the cinemat in their cinematic world if it connects to Spider-Man at all if Spider-Man's at all involved in this Venom world. That's really the most important part to me. I just want to know if it is is at all connected to Spider-Man or they're just going to kind of do their own thing, which is I'm fine with if they do. I just, you know, it's just going to be a little weird at first, but it you know, with Tom Hardy involved, I'm in I'm just curious to see who the other actors are playing. Uh and uh I'm excited. I guess I am kind of excited. I'm not super excited. But I am excited. All right. So you're excited, kind of excited, not really excited, but you're all for it. Sounds good. Uh, are you excited? Shannon. Shannon, what are your expectations for the movie, and what are your thoughts on the logo? Uh, I think the logo, I like it. It looks 
like something I've seen, you know, in the comics, it looks pretty, someone who also like legit comics. So I'd have to agree with that. I mean, it doesn't necessarily make me more excited for the movie. Um, Cause I'm already pretty freaking excited. Like I think everyone else has already shared the same sentiment that, you know, Tom Hardy being involved. Um, I'm just excited to really see how much more information we get, the more clips, what the, what it's going to look like. I did go, um, I was looking at the storyline and it is, you know, going to have to be some adaptation, but for an anti-hero solo movie for Venom, I think it's a good storyline to choose, uh, a good story to tell. I think they got a great actor to portray that. And you know, I really think it's going to be an amazing movie. Um, and who knows what would happen after that, you know, with Venom past this movie. I really think it's going to open up a door for something else. And we'll just have to wait and see what that door is going to lead to. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Nick, what are your expectations for the movie and your thoughts on the logo? Uh, the logo... Uh, was it no go? No, I'm just playing. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's no, it's a, it's a cool logo. It's very 90s. Uh, I, I I liked it. I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty dope, as they used to say in the 90s, or we used to say in the 90s. Um, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we being like me, Joel, Shannon, and Dane. I, I don't know about you, oh, yeah. Juan. You probably I, I you probably never said that in the 90s. I don't know. Maybe Kanan did. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Kanan's ever said that's dope in his whole life. So uh, maybe not. I didn't say. Um, I didn't say much in the '90s outside of Goo Goo Gaga. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, Liar. Nevertheless, um, I uh, I love the the adaptation that they're they're taking. Um, I read. Uh, I think Joel posted um, a very comprehensive thread on the um the storyline that Tom Hardy had mentioned and I, I read it thoroughly. Um and obviously <laughs> they're going to have to take liberties. Um I, I was I was kind of with pretty much everybody uh as far as the notion of a Venom movie when, when they first, you know, presented the the idea. Um like why why are you doing this? This makes no sense. You have no setup for it. Uh, it, it just it just seemed weird. Um, what my hope is is that if it is successful, and I I utterly think it will be, if it is successful, we'll find out that this is a sequel to what will become Tom Hardy uh, being involved in the MCU as Venom before this movie happens, um, because that would that would be really fitting. Um, and if they don't ever mention Spider-Man, I'll be totally cool with it. I just hope that that's what ends up happening down the road. Um, and I hope there's no mention of dates or anything, so we don't have anything that, like, blocks us into place at any particular time. Um, so that we can get, uh, you know, uh, a, a prequel with Venom and Spider-Man. Because um, I don't mind I don't mind Venom not – a Venom movie without Spider-Man. I just mind – uh, the, the notion of Venom when there is no connection to Spider-Man. Um, so I'm hoping that we can get that later on down the line in some kind of prequel format in a Spider-Man movie. I think that would be really fitting. Um, but as far as this movie, uh, regardless of if they do that or not, I'm I'm really hyped on it. Tom Hardy makes any movie good. He he made 
like the revenant unbelievably great he made a movie about a guy in a car for 90 minutes super great called lock uh <laughs> he made a television show uh that that the, the name escapes me right now, like super great. Yeah. And it's just like him walking Taboo. around and mumbling. Uh, yeah. Yes, thank you. Taboo. That was great. And the <laughs> only reason that was great was because of Tom Hardy. Like, no, but you couldn't put anybody else in that role and had it be as good as it was. Maybe it'd still be Hands good, down. not as good as it was. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% on board. Tom Hardy's probably the best. Pro- well, I won't say the best. He's probably my favorite actor uh, of the last, Seven or eight years. I'm um, Kanan. Other what than Sam Rockwell, because Sam Rockwell is, is the best. Sam Rockwell <laughs> is a gem. Uh, Kanan, what are your expectations for the movie and your thoughts on the logo? Uh, yeah, I mean, the logo is, uh, I mean, it's fine. I mean, I, I expect them to probably, uh, you know, tweak it or modify it before the actual film comes out. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it didn't look bad. I mean, it looks like Venom, you know, from the comics. Uh, as far as my hype for the film, I mean, it's, it is what it is. When we talked about it a few months ago, I, I think the cast is what gets me hyped for the film. Uh, I'm, I'm with Joel. I mean, is this going to be in the Spider-Man universe? I mean, they, one says it's not going to be and one says it is. So, I mean, I just don't know where they're going. And, and, from what I heard, I don't know if it was confirmed, but uh, the origin for Venom is going to be changed. Um, so it kind of like, I'm kind of like, why are they wanting to go that route with it? If that's the, if that's the truth. Um, but no, I mean the cast, I think is is what will sell a lot of people, um, you know, on the film uh, going forward. So I, I really want to see more to to really judge. But I mean, my my hype for the film is is the same. It really hasn't changed much. Yeah, and it's no, rated R. Completely, yeah. It's also rated R. And it is rated R, yeah. Uh, to the point you made, I'm not really <clears> that concerned <throat> on them changing the origins of uh, of Venom or the symbiote. That, that to me, doesn't really matter. The, the biggest thing is that it's good <laughs> and uh, that at some point, even if it's loose, uh, there is a connection to Tom Holland's Spider-Man. But before we, well, we I know- close up shop, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say I know people I know people say that like you say that like you just want it to be a good film, but I mean I want the movies to be somewhat true to their origins. Like Venom is an alien, he's a symbiote, he's not a failed lab experiment. I mean he's not right. the Flash or he's not like other characters that have lab experience. He is what he is that makes him Venom. Uh, and when you go and try to twist and change things, then you end up with Fantastic Four, and you get the shitty Doctor Doom that we had. I mean, they need to – the source material <laughs> is right this. there. Yeah, that's true, Joel. I'll so, say I mean, this, just Kanan. follow with the source material. I'll say this. If Sony's telling me that it's it's a good news, bad news thing, good news is I get Tom Hardy – Bad news is they're changing how he becomes Venom. I, 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 I'll take that. I'll take that any day of the week. I'll take that. That's fine with me. I yeah, get your point. I, I, I get your I, point, but well, I'll take that. Well, see, and here's the thing. Like, I, I'll, I'll split the difference with you two because I, I agree with you ultimately, Juwan. I also agree ultimately with Kanan. Um, but my thing is if we're splitting the difference, if it's a, if it's a symbiote-like substance and you're going to change the origin story and make it something different then why not just make it its own film you know like you could it doesn't have to you could just it could be like 
you you got the inspiration from Venom. Didn't they do uh, one with Jake from ja- Venom Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds? Like, yeah, that would be like perfect. Still haven't seen that. I gotta watch that. Well, yeah, yeah I'm, man, just, I'm just I'm just saying in a nutshell, it. like you you could make you can make a movie. Uh, like a sci-fi movie with Tom Hardy where there's some failed science experiment that goes wrong and blah, blah, blah. And all of us would go out and watch it. Like, you know, you don't have to make it. So like, it's true. Like, again, I like, I agree with both of you. Um, I, I agree with you, Kane, in in the sense that I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily want them to change that, but I also ultimately, uh, even, I guess, more so agree with you, Juan, in the sense of it's not going to make me turn my nose up at the film by any means. I mean, We're at, the the day, we have to remember, at the end of the day, we have to remember it is Sony, so if they had the whereabout to be smart enough to get Tom Hardy, you kind of have to take the good with the bad. I get you, Kanan. If this were Marvel, I'd be 100% behind you. Like, no, just kind of stick to the source material. Don't drastically change it. But it's Sony, so I, I, I always bet low um, when it comes to Sony. So the fact that they were smart enough to get Tom Hardy and give him freedom to make this movie everything that it should be, got to take the good with the bad. But, but very quickly, guys, I just want to go around, and very quickly, like I said, I just want to go around. Uh, I want to know what everyone's thoughts were on the new trailer we got for uh, Into the Sp- Spider-Verse, I believe it was. Right, Joel? Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I'll start Spider-Man with you, Joel. What were your thoughts? It looked amazing. Like we saw a lot yesterday during the con. I was like, holy shit, what is this? I didn't know what to expect from it, but man, was I impressed with what I saw. I'm so super excited for it. Yeah, I am too. Uh, the, the big jaw-dropping moment of the trailer um, really, really shook me, but it opened my eyes to what a, a future without a certain somebody could look like. And, and I'm very optimistic and, and hopeful for um, for them to expand upon that. Maybe not to the, the depths of having to get rid of one to add one, but keeping one and adding another one. I'm even more excited for what Miles Morales could add to a Spider-Man universe. Dane, what were your thoughts? Uh, I thought it looked good. I really I like the fact that it kind of, you know, Similar, I'll say, animation to Pixar, but a lot of the the city shots re- look pretty damn realistic. Like, uh, very much video game. But I love Miles Morales. I love that character. I love that they're going to tell that story. Um, it does give me hope that we'll see Miles um, within the the uh, Sony MCU movies in the future. And I want to know about the Spider Verse. Like, who was he talking to at the end? Was that Peter Parker? Are they going to maybe someone suggested maybe Andrew Garfield's going to do the voice? How exactly are they going to go about this? There's a lot of questions, uh, a lot of directions they can. The, the fact that it's a Spider Verse is very interesting to me, but I liked it. I thought it was really cool. Yep. Yeah. Also, Mahershala Ali as as the Prowler is definitely something uh, to look look forward to. Also, uh, Nick, what were your thoughts? Yeah. I thought it was rubbish. I'm just kidding. I did not see it. I didn't know we were going to be discussing <laughs> this, so what? I apologize. Um, uh, but I love Miles Morales. I mean, that's an awesome character. I look forward to watching it, and I will watch it soon. Yes, you will, because I am tagging you in it right now. Um, yes, thank you, sir. <laughs> Kanan, what were, your, I have another? what were your thoughts? Yes, I'll, uh, I'll tag you. Too yeah, I thought, the trailer, I thought the trailer was great. Uh, I love seeing... Uh, 
the uh, the effects. I mean, I thought it looks you know looks spectacular, and I'm glad to finally see Miles Morales uh, get some love in uh, the Spider-Man universe outside of the comics, and hopefully this will lead to him uh, making an appearance in the live-action films as well. Absolutely, we could only hope, and for Joel's sake, we hope it's to Joel's liking because we know how specific Joel. Uh, Not specific, but it's like be true to the character, man. Specific. Are you the angry? Are no. you the angry Joe of this show? Like, if he, they don't get him right, you're gonna go on a rant and get pissed and blame fanboys for him not uh, being uh, right. I just I want him to be biracial. Is all I'm looking for. That's all. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, I Joel, agree. He should. Joel is not that big of a fan of Caleb McLaughlin being Miles Morales. Not but that. I just did. I want biracial. Is all I'm saying. All I'm saying. <laughs> Shannon, what were your thoughts on I don't have love for Spanish characters in the world. Um, I'm going to need you to um, tag me in that with Nick, and I haven't seen it yet, so I can't really give my opinion. Um, So if you could tag me, that'd be great. I tagged everybody. Um, But, yeah, no, the trailer is really good. Uh, There's some shots that I zoomed in on that I won't get into because I know a lot of you guys rather just watch it than – to overanalyze certain things. Um, but, yeah, I love the trailer. Can't wait to see what we get from the Prowler. Maybe Kevin Feige will be interested in getting Childish Gambino to become the Prowler uh, in the MCU. That's mm. something really cool to, to look forward to because uh, we know he is the uncle of Miles. Uh, that is confirmed. That is not something we, uh, yeah. we're, we're you know, wishing for. So. Yeah. That's a really interesting future, uh, uh, thing to look forward to. And like, like we all said before, even though we get why they put him in Spider-Man Homecoming, just what uh, Donald Glover meant to the name Spider-Man and the hype he had around it. Um, but I do hope they do more with him, especially if they do uh, a different kind of Sinister Six down the road um, and they, they're willing to introduce Miles. That would be a perfect way to do it, have the Prowler join the Sinister Six. And that that's one of Miles's reasoning uh, reasons to don the suit uh, to team up with Peter. That'd be really interesting to see. Um, but guys, this has been an amazing episode. Next week, actually, before we are off for the Christmas break, next week is is our season finale of the show until our new season this year in January. Um, so make sure you tune in. We're going to make it a really special night. And do not forget, tomorrow night at 730, we have Phil Lamar uh, joining the show. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I looked through this guy's credits. I, did, I have at least six hours worth of questions, uh, like on each character. <laughs> so that's going to be a lot of fun to minimize it for one hour. With so much to ask that, guys. So make sure you guys all tune in tomorrow. It's going to be a really fun one. And stay tuned. I'll be posting more stuff about Ace Comic Con, whether it's pictures or whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, so stay tuned for that, guys. We will see you next week, same time. Like I said, it'll be season finale. Also, do not forget Full Court Press, um, Wrestling Geeks Alliance, and our new show, Hall of Heroes, on Friday nights at 6 p.m. So stay tuned, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Peace out. Peace. I started something. You did. Just a small town girl. Living in a lonely world. Shut up, Dan. Shut up.